Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests. And I'm glad you're here. Time and distance is no barrier to energy. And that means that no matter when you're listening, no matter how you found us, you are here for a reason. And I hope that something in the next hour lights you up and helps you move forward. So what if you could experience vibrant health, peace, abundance, optimism every single day. Well, my guest on today's show is author and EFT practitioner, Kathy Lynn Solomon, and she believes that through EFT, through tapping, we can do just that. She's here to share some practical exercises, some case studies, and we're going to be talking about how you can right now, right where you are, begin to use EFT to make your life better, to make change. So are you ready to meet her? Kathy Lynn Solomon has been a professional EFT practitioner since 2004, and she's earned the ACP EFT practitioner credential through the Association of Comprehensive Energy Psychology. Her early credentials were earned in association with or through EFT founder Gary Craig, and she is an AAMET International Advanced EFT Practitioner. Kathy Lynn is also a professional member of several EFT and energy psychology national and international credentialing organizations, and you can find out more, lots more at eftminnesota.com. Kathy Lynn, welcome to Out of the Fog. Hi. Thanks for having me, Karen. Oh, I appreciate being here. Oh, you're very, you're very welcome. And I, let's maybe start with you and your story because you were going along okay there and then you had a big shift in yeah. your life. What happened and how did that kind of bring you to this place on your journey? Ah, uh, well, Let's see, I was living in New York, and I was uh, living kind of the life of the, you know, what you think of the amazing New York lifestyle. I was living in the East Village with my husband, um, working as an editor and a writer. I'd authored seven books. Um, you know, I was going along, earning, you know, just doing well, but I was pretty unhappy in my marriage. And um, essentially what happened is that I decided I would have a home birth. I was pregnant. And I was in my mid-30s. And um, what happened instead of this amazing experience that I thought I was going to have, which was like this enlightening, you know, orgasmic birth, um, I bled quite a bit. Profusely, I had a hemorrhage. So it was a near-death experience. There was trauma for my baby, trauma for me. And um, my marriage essentially imploded like a, you know how those, stars that are dying and they either explode or they implode, my marriage totally blew up. Mm. And so I was pretty much, uh, it was a near-death experience and um, I was not very physically capable of, I I was physically quite ill and I didn't really recover like um, people thought I would. um, At that time, they weren't um, giving blood transfusions. They figured I'd recover, the doctors. And... um, my baby needed a lot of help. And because my marriage blew up, I think it was like a, you know, what's that? They call it a perfect storm. I hate to use that expression, but a perfect storm is kind of what happens. It's like my health shut down overnight. 
and um, I kind of was not able to get back to any kind of balance. So very quickly, my marriage ended. Um, I wasn't able to return to my work. I let go of my job. Um, pretty much the friends that I had, they weren't, I guess I probably was living a life on the surface. They more or less disappeared. And um, I ended up on welfare and, you know, with a baby. And it was just me and the kid, my son, who is now 18 and an amazing kid. But at that time, all I could think was, I'm not going to make it. I can't make it. And all of the stuff that I had denied all those years, you know how like when things are going well, you don't really, you're not really interested so much in looking at what are the issues here? Where am I blind? You know, like what brought me to a marriage that's 15 years on where I'm not real happy, you know, and I don't seem to be able to correct the patterns or, or why do I keep doing that thing over and over again? You know, I never really looked at those things, things in a conscious way. And, um, what happened is they all came up to kind of, they all came out. It's like with the birth and the opening of this love for this amazing baby, everything that I had repressed came out, came out kind of came to look at it like that. Mm. And so I had beliefs that suddenly were like, uh, that seemed to come from nowhere, but it's like, I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. I am so messed up. When really all that was going on was that I was becoming consciously aware of some of the patterns that I had had that I repressed you know, that had played themselves out more or less in my life in different ways. But now that I was, um, you know, physically ill and not financially, what's the word? Um, I didn't have the finances anymore. I was sort of in survival and all this stuff came up about how bad and awful I was and how I couldn't raise this kid and all this stuff. Anyway, so um, over um, over a couple of years, I ended up with fibromyalgia, and I like to call fibromyalgia the gift that I it was given that I gave away, and in two, that I didn't because I didn't need it anymore. Um, what I I I but I'm trying to kind of bouncing around here, but um, what happened was that I moved uh, I I moved relocated to Minnesota where my family is from about two years on into my son's. Um, birth and he was a toddler and we moved up to Minnesota and I was in about constant pain, but I didn't really constant physical pain and I was exhausted and I didn't really, you know, I didn't really have a way to offload it. And uh, it was around that time that a mentor of mine that I met in Minnesota, Renee Brown, introduced me to EFT. I had already been doing EMDR. I was doing all trauma therapy, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And, um, EFT seemed to work, emotional freedom techniques. When I tapped, I started to feel better. You know, I'm not going to say I felt like my circumstances changed overnight because surely they didn't, you know. Um, I was in a pretty big hole. And, um, but what happened was that I began to experience some peace around some of the issues that I was dealing with, you know. Mm -hmm. And as I continued tapping, because I started tapping, I got the Gary Craig DVDs, I tapped in the bath, I tapped when I went to bed, I tapped, you know, I listened to these DVDs, you know, as much as I could as a, you know, a single mom caring for a, a baby, uh, a toddler. Um, I began to, the, the physical stuff, the physical pain that um, had rendered me non, pretty much non-functional began to clear over time. And um, eventually the fibro went away. So I say it's the gift that... Um, I no longer need it because what it did is it helped me realize where my emotional triggers were and where 
the belief systems and the limiting beliefs and the sort of really yucky thought patterns I had. I won't say yucky, but their distress patterns, um, how they were affecting me physically. Um, you know, anyway. Mm. So, so, so um, I guess during that journey, um, there was a couple other things that happened that, um, uh, well, like I'll just be brief with this, but I was with my father when he was rest in peace. Um, when he was um, dying, you know, in the last days of his life. And uh, there was some distress, and it was then that I sort of came out to my family. I'm like, just let's tap. And I said to my mom, I said, please don't even ask me to explain this. My family's fairly conservative, even though they're open-minded, you know. Um, they're fairly conservative when it comes to things like you might call alternative, what some people might call non-mainstream. And I just asked her not to ask me any questions, just to tap along with me. And we tapped about, we tapped for my father as he was um, dying. And um, he calmed down um, his breathing, everything calmed, you know. And that happened over, I guess, the course of a couple days. And every time that... Um, you know, that, that kind of experience came up for him. We started tapping about how much we loved him and how it was okay to let go and um, how, you know, he was safe, you know, and that, you know, it was okay. I mean, the kinds of things that people, I guess, sometimes do at the bedside of a person who's passing into another realm of existence, as I see it. Do you mean, and, do you um, mean Kathy Lynn, that you... Were all were tapping on your own points, or do you mean that you were physically interacting with your father? It was both tapping oh. on me as if I were my father, and then holding my father, holding my father. I mean, not holding him up literally. He was a big man. He was like six two, you know. Um, but holding him in an embrace of love and tapping and um, gently tapping on those points for him, you know. And um, me and my mom, and my mom, who knew nothing about this, was following, tapping right along, too. And, um, you know, over time, I, over a, a certain amount of time, which I couldn't tell you, it could have been an hour, it could have been an eternity, you know, there was a, there was a moment where we had a, I guess, a profound experience when my father was, um, you know, crossing into whatever is next, and I felt it, and my mother felt it, and it was timeless, and it was, I can't explain it, I couldn't articulate it, but um, then my father was gone. He was gone to the next place. Why? Anyway, what are we, why did that? Well, I'm wondering, this makes me wonder why EFT works, and what what are we tapping into then? I'm thinking of you all there in that room with your father. What are we tapping into? into mm-hmm. when we well, tap? Yeah. Well, that's a really good question. And, you know, there's, there's lots of different opinions because there's lots of different kinds of tapping. You know, I know that sounds really odd because for a lay person, it doesn't matter. Tapping is tapping. But um, I'm just going to say what I believe we're tapping into no matter what, uh, what I believe I tap into when I'm working. I believe I'm tapping into a quantum field. I don't know how else to characterize it. Um, so even if I wasn't tapping, like my dad wasn't tapping, you know, and 
he maybe wasn't even conscious on some level. On some level, the work was working. He was calming. It's about connecting um, on a, I, I don't know, you call it a quantum level. It's um, connecting in a field that's like, I want to say Rumi. You know that field? There's, a, there's an expression that Rumi says it's out there in this field, and I'm paraphrasing poorly. Um, I will meet you, you and I, and there it's like, you know, we'll connect. You know, like nothing else is going to matter but our love. And I think this field that we connect into, maybe it's quantum, maybe it's love. It's the field of all unity that's beyond all of the divisions in this world. And I think that's how EFT can work. Um, and you don't even have to necessarily be tapping for it to work. And I know I just wrote a book about tapping, but, you know, I'm just telling you what I see. And, <laughs> well, yeah. not, so, and, and I've had enough experiences with clients to, to know that um, tapping is, a, is, is huge and really good. And there's times when, you know, the tapping is, becomes very incidental. It's that tapping into that field. Now, people who do faster EFT would say, ah, it's a thinking system and you're changing, you're shifting your thought. But, you know, I don't think it's, well, I'm here and you're interviewing me, so go ahead. What's your <laughs> next question? <laughs> well, no, it's yeah. uh, what's your, the book that she's referring to is Tapping Into Wellness. And it, I'm not sure I would say it was only about tapping because to me, part of what makes this book so interesting and that people listening though I love the practical books. This is an incredibly practical book. There's excerpt book. There's exercises yeah. every five yeah. seconds. I love it. And though it's also <laughs> about why tapping works and yeah. why we hold some of the patterns that we hold. You said something to me before we came on the air about how yeah. important it is for us to understand our patterns, understand the imprints right. that we carry. Because if we're going to, let's say we're going to go mm -hmm. into that quantum field, you and I, where there are no yeah. divisions, we've got to be aware of the yeah. baggage that we brings with, bring with us to that yeah. field. Right. I don't think, yeah, I think it's hard to stay, get in the field or stay in the field when we've got those issues and, um, believe me, I have a long way to go. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm, you know, um, any better or any worse than anyone else. You know, I'm just learning. But um, with EFT, yeah, the book itself, Tapping Into Wellness, using, um, using EFT to clear emotional and physical pain and illness, um, what I noticed with tapping books that came out, they were all great, rah, rah, you can do this thing, whatever, but they were lacking, like, how to specifically do like how do you really do that how do you really phrase something how do you really get specific what does it mean to do to get specific you know what are aspects you know because with EFT um let's see with tapping what we've found in most cases is that it's really important to be specific about whatever the issue is that you're dealing with so for um for example let's say somebody comes to me and says I've got anxiety um I've had it all my life. You know, I just don't know what to do with it. So heal my anxiety. You know, first I don't heal. That's I'm an assistant in somebody else's healing. Mm. I'm a facilitator. But um, beyond that, uh, well, that's a pretty global thing. So how are you going to tackle that? Well, imagine, Karen, uh, like if you have a book and you're reading a book and it's a very general book, you know, or a movie that's a very general movie, it's going to be pretty boring, you know. Uh, what captures us are the details, the details in a book. If you're watching a sunrise, what stands out is the, the colors, you know, the clouds, you know, 
the way the sun is just set like that, if there's anything in the front, the sound of the birds, you have all these different aspects, all these sensual aspects, sight, sight sound, touch, etc. who you're with, you know, everything um, comes into play. And so with EFT or with a trauma, and this is documented science by now, clinical studies have shown this, with a trauma that we internalize as a trauma, so to speak, we kind of go into our primitive brain or our limbic brain. This is the brain that's about survival. This is the, this is the brain that has the mother being able to lift the 5,000-pound car off uh, her baby or the saber-toothed tiger, you know, running away from them, you know, that, those kind of cliche stories. What we're not doing during those times is we're not really thinking and we're not really, we're not feeling, we're doing. But where do the feelings go from those places that we internalize as a trauma? They get, they can get stuck. They can go to the limbic or the reptilian brain and that's where they're stored. And Dr. Peter Levine has done some really interesting research and written some nice books on this subject. I think he calls it a soma capsule or a trauma capsule. It's a part of us that we basically are disassociated from, okay? And any time that we get near whatever the thing is that, you know, that, was, that we internalize as a trauma, we are going to avoid it like as if it were, um, you know, as if it's something was hunting us down and killing us. Well, so how does that play out in a person's life? Um, so we never get to really deal with the trauma, you know, the, the feelings that initiated the first trauma that caused us to do this avoidant behavior. So um, say somebody who uh, at six years old, they, um, they, are asked, they, they are put up in front of a church and they're supposed to read something, you know. They read uh, the, the, um, one of the readings, I don't know, I'm, I'm, whatever it is that the reading is, they, they, they read one. So... At six, they do it. They do it perfectly. But um, all they remember from that experience is the lights and their father looking at them and watching them very closely. So by the time that kid is 10, um, when they stand, if they stand, blah, I'm, just, I'm not being very coherent. When they, they start to have fears around speaking up, there's fears of performance. There's fears of being seen. Um, if that same father say says dad how can you not get that you know like say that they're talking to them and they don't understand something that are you really that dumb or how do you not get that so this kid who is already having some performance stuff from standing being standing up in front of all these people and expected to perform they will internal they'll start to internalize more as traumatic around standing up about their intellect etc so by the time this person is maybe 30 They've started to avoid any experience where they're going to have to stand out, raise their hand, speak up, and they think they're dumb. And um, they make their choices out of those, and they put walls up, and they make their choices, and their behaviors start to function around this limitation, from this trauma from when they were six because they were scared, because they stood up and their father was watching them expecting to perform. So um, how do you deal with it with EF? And that's one example. Um, and so then the person has a social phobia, I'm just giving a, one example from one of my caseloads where they're, they get a promotion, but they're freaked out because they can't speak in public. They had a class, a Spanish class, and they were asked to speak up, and they literally ran out of the class and never returned. And um, even if they walk by a podium, I mean, this is an extreme example, 
they'll start to, the podium at work, if they walk by it, they start to sweat and break out in anxiety. So working with five, six, eight of these um, early experiences that people would say were kind of normal stuff for a kid to go through, they were traumatic to her, um, resolved them entirely to the point where this person with EFP is um, resolved to the point where they are going to be opening, uh, they, they are going out into the world, they are meeting strangers and they were handing things off to them and being really friendly, being the first to volunteer, um, bought a microphone, ready to start a talk show online and going into a completely different business that's going to involve a lot of interaction with people. So that's what EFC can do. And why is that? Because there was some stuff that happened early on that they got some understanding that I need, I, I, I'm not good enough. Uh, people are watching me, I'm stupid, or whatever these things are. Is this making sense? It does. It makes me wonder, though, if can, would it, could, can one start without that specific knowledge? Because what if that thing that happened when I was six or when I was three mm-hmm. months old or when, what if that thing is not, if it's not clear to me, what if I have put that in that little capsule and I don't oh, yeah. have access? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter because uh, I guess 90, I'd say 90% of the people that, that come to me, they're like, I had a really good childhood. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing that happened. You know, there was no rape. There was no murders. Although I get people who did have murders and were raped, yeah. really serious stuff. Um, and I'll say, it's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. The, the process actually guides us. Um, it's amazing how... Um, Stuff will come up. We'll start tapping. Like, you know, there's always a starting point. Even if they don't think there's a starting point, I'm trained to, like, I, I'm trained like a detective with this work. I can see the starting points. I mean, I don't know how I get the information. I get the information, but I'm also incredibly highly trained by Tina Craig, um, along with Gary Craig, with his workshops. But Tina, in particular, with the mentoring and everything else, I, I know how to do this work, and I, I know how to find things. And anybody that's really well-trained will, a gold standard EFP practitioner will, will be the same. There's just 28 of us in the world. But so what will happen is that um, it will come up. So we're tapping, maybe we're tapping on a physical, tapping about a physical ache or pain or something like that. And all of a sudden there, there's a thought, you know, um, they'll, they'll have a thought like, oh my gosh, I'm just remembering or I'm, I'm, I'm remembering X happened, you know, or I'm re- remembering the time that the teacher caught me when I had, had stuck the cookies in my shirt to, uh, that I was supposed to be passing out to the kids in first grade. And she looked at me and she said, I thought better of you. And I was ashamed. Big tears come out, you know. Mm. Or um, I remember the time when, you know, we were sitting in front of the TV. I, I, I don't know. There's just a, It comes up. It, it, sometimes it comes up if we're tapping about a physical thing. It comes up through the body because the body has. I guess I look at it like the body's sensations are just felt emotions. Does that make sense? Our body is like a partner for us. It's just a, anyway. Well, and so, we're not aware. I think we carry so much, and especially as we come into adulthood, we're bombarded with so much and we're carrying so much that at least what I see in my work as an intuitive and as a teacher is that a lot of times we don't even know what it is that we're carrying. And part of that journey of discovery is the willingness to 
sit with it, mm. to start yeah. where you start and then to just kind of mm. go down deeper and deeper, always yeah. in a kind of a controlled way, in a safe way, right? Because yeah. it's not like run in there, burst the pod of trauma or whatever. And no, then, you no, know, it's no. never ever, but yeah, always no, slow and no. gentle. But the willingness to sit with it, to be with yourself, to take a look at mm-hmm. what you're holding is absolutely right. key to, I think, any kind of healing. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And um, so, you know, the people, they, the stuff will come up in the session. So if they don't remember anything about their childhood, something's going to come up. The other thing is make it up. If you have the feeling, and I know that sounds odd, if you have the feeling, you're accessing the, 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 that part of your brain. Uh-huh. Make it up. You can still just make it up and we will, you know, and that works. You know, um, and about sitting with it, that's really important, I think. And you make a really good point because I remember with me, I couldn't believe how messed up I was. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this is like, I'm not going to be able to ever heal this fibromyalgia. You know, it's never going to heal. You know, I have so much wrong with me, you know, and um, thinking like that, the, um, Buddhists um, have a have a an expression. It's um there's a there's a phrase. It's called dukkha. Dukkha, I think, is the name of it. Um, and dukkha is like the stuff that happens. You know, you're a mother and you see your child, you know, going through a hard time, or if he's bullied, or something happens, and you have this heart. You know, you have this ache in your heart. You know, it's love that you have, but you know, it's a it's a it's a suffering to. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can't really do anything about it. You have to kind of sit along with. And then it's, uh, but anyway, so that's dukkha. So then there's something else. It's called double dukkha. Double dukkha is when we see the thing happening with the person or whatever the, you know, the, the suffering that le- comes with life. Because so there's a level of, you know, we, we, we live, we change, we die, you know, there's, there's loss. Um, is the part where it's like double dukkha is it shouldn't have happened or it's somebody else's fault or... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wrong and I'm bad. You know, uh, you know how many people blame themselves for their illness or they blame themselves in a really harsh way. And, um, you know, Kathy Lynn, I'm so sorry, but the clock has caught us. We're going to take that up. We've got Duca, we've got Double Duca, now we've got triple sponsors. And so we're going to take a quick break here. And I'm talking with Kathy Lynn Solomon. Her new book is Tapping into Wellness, Using EFT to Clear Emotional and Physical Pain and Illness. More about Kathy Lynn and her work at EFTMinnesota.com. We'll be right back after this break. We are talking about our world today. Oh, and someone's on the line. Hi, I'm Jacqueline. Welcome, Jacqueline. How old are you? You sound so young. I'm eight. Oh, wow. I assume you're a student, right? Yes, from Jefferson Elementary. And I have a question. Sure. And what's your question? We all know the Earth has seven continents that currently carry 193 countries. Those continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that the vast majority of our planet, 71%, is comprised of water. Taking into consideration man automatically adapts to environmental conditions, why is it that I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. 
If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then right, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away. Here, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself and her daughter. She'd feel stuck, stuck, stuck. But stuck. then she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes, study every night, and feel unstuck. Because she'd finally hear someone say, Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education, brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Sassy! This week's episode, Fire at the Shed. Gee, Johnny, this rope swing sure is swell. Don't I know it. Hey, it's Sassy. I think she's trying to tell us something. Mr. Gunderson? What about Mr. Gunderson? A fire? Mr. Gunderson's trapped? Where, Sassy? Where? What, Sassy? Now that you've got our attention, you'd like to take a moment to talk about shelter pets? Shelter pets in general are well-adjusted, healthy, and love being with people? Jesse, we don't have time! <coughs> pets often end up in shelters due to owner problems like divorce or allergies? That's great, Sassy, but what about the fire? <coughs> there is no fire! <coughs> You're just messing with our heads? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! And now back to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager on Empower Radio. EmpowerRadio.com. Welcome back to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Kathy Lynn Solomon. Her new book is Tapping into Wellness, Using EFT to Clear Emotional and Physical Pain and Illness. And you can find out more about Kathy Lynn and her work at EFTMinnesota.com. There are free gifts for you there, and there are classes. There's all kinds of information that you can check out on her website. That's EFTMinnesota.com. And of course, I love to hear your feedback, your questions, your comments about what you're hearing on the show today. Have you ever, as you sat with your challenges in life, found out that there was maybe something behind that, a pattern behind that, an imprint behind that, that had then kind of multiplied on itself and created something in your life that now you want to change. You can always send me your feedback. My email address is karen at karenhager.com. And of course, the website is karenhager.com. Dot com. And Kathy Lynn, we were talking before the break. I had to kind of, I had to kind of like shut everything off there for the break, but you were talking about two different ways of holding suffering. One was that kind of love and suffering, and the other was the kind that is something that shouldn't have happened, something that you wish hadn't had happened. As we're using EFT to free ourselves, to go deeper, to sit with what we're holding, how do we then integrate those kinds of experiences? Well, first, the double dukkha is like the, ba- the bad, let's call it the quote, bad, unquote, thing happens. And then it's what do we do with the bad thing? Do we make ourselves bad? Um, so that adds on to it. But how we integrate it is we go back to that moment in time. So say it's, um, I'm just going to pick in something out of my practice. Um, let's see. 
the time when I, um, the time when mom screamed at me in, um, in front of all my friends, um, and I felt humiliated. Okay. So it maybe lasted 10, you know, 15 seconds or something like that. This, this scream or 30 seconds. So we go back to that place, but we go back in a very careful, contained way, as you referenced, Karen, because this is trauma. This is stuff that every time that, say, this 48-year-old 40, uh, man thinks about that time when mom screamed at him, he gets to a 10 in intensity and discomfort, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't want to bring it up to just have him hanging it all out there. That's kind of what therapy, sometimes therapy does. You bring up all this stuff, you muddy all the waters, and then you're left with this big mess. What do you do with it? You're back in the patterns of trauma. That's not a good thing. So with EFT, we will work with it in a carefully contained manner. So you bring up, what is it right now? You know, you start out with, um, first of all, you have a way to contain it even with, not even stepping into the story. It's called the tearless trauma technique. You contain uh, a trauma until it drops down to about a three or below in intensity. At that point, you can start to have the person tell the story, but you don't tell the story like I'm talking to you. You start, you, as soon as you feel any discomfort, you stop because those discomfort moments, those are like gold. Um, those traumas, those, 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 those stuck emotions, if that's making sense, those details that are bringing you up in intensity to even a two or a 10, those things are impacting your life in ways that you don't even know and can't even fathom. It's an odd thing, but it's true. Um, and so we work with them. We collapse it with the process um, of EFT. And um, then we go to the next detail in the story. And it might be the look on her face. Okay, collapse there. Oh, it's 10. Then it comes down to a 7. Then it's a 4. Then it's a 0. Oh, I remember how her voice sounded. It was the sound of her voice. Oh, yeah, it was the way my friends were turned away, and I could see they were embarrassed for me. Another one. It was the belief on, you know, it was my real, my thinking, no matter what I do, I can never win. It's never enough. Now, that right there becomes a belief that's imprinted. It can be. And that's going to play out. So somebody who's got the never enough thing, well, it'll play out in their lives in all different kinds of ways. You know, it's never enough. It has to be perfect, et cetera. Well, that can lead to self-sabotage. That can lead to all kinds of weird behaviors. You know, some people, anyway, so, but that's how we do it with tapping. Whether it, no matter what the trauma is, my father, every time that I um, had my back to him, um, you know, he would whack me on the back, for example, or, my mom was an alcoholic, and I remember the one, the time when my dad said, I have to do everything myself, and my mom took the bowl of spaghetti, and she slammed it against the wall, and I held really still because I knew if I moved, I didn't know what would happen next. Okay, so here's a person who freezes whenever there's conflict. How do you suppose that's going to play out in a marriage? Yeah. I mean, life is also about conflict. I mean, creation is about conflict as well. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, so a person shuts down, that's not so good for their life. It just, like, shuts down so much of your life. And the thing about EFT is that I, like, I, I have seen so many amazing um, resolutions with this process that I'm like, you know, people say, I'm just that way. I just don't speak up in public. I'm just that way. Or, or you know what? I've always been depressed. My mother's depressed. 
it just runs in the family, or we all have weight issues. There is no just this way, I'm always going to be that way. It's just not true. With the technique that I've learned, what I've learned is that anything really is possible, you know. It's just it takes some work and some persistence. Um, yeah. As I guess, did that, did that answer your question about the integration? So, it, it oh, does. wait, one last thing. Sure. Yeah. They also, um, they come to a really completely different meaning. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's a number of ways to bring a person to resolution or help them. Sometimes they automatically will come to complete forgiveness and they'll see the situation really differently. Like, oh my God, yeah, my mom was really limited in her ability to parent. She had blah and blah, you know, and, and, and I get it, you know, and I forgive her. Sometimes um, a memory will literally shift. Um, oh yeah, well, I see myself coming and visiting my, bringing in my, I bring in my angels or I bring in myself now and I comfort that person and I integrate. Or you can even take, you know, there's just lots of ways to completely uh, resolve the memory so that's not an issue. And there's ways that I test, um, you know, test on the memory, but also test in their lives, you know, like things change. Like the person who was procrastinating would get up and would be two and a half hours on, um, what is it, you know, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, and avoiding their, their, the entrepreneur that's avoiding their work, um, they're getting up and they're like, wow, I'm excited about this, this new thing I'm developing, you know, or um, the person who historically turned to um, uh, chocolate or Pepsi, you know, well, well, they got it, what the emotions were under that <clears throat> and they're not doing it anymore. It's like, I don't want it anymore. I don't even like it anymore. Um, it's it's really amazing. Or the person that was a out of control binge eater, you know, and I'm talking about like a 38, 24, like a like a Marilyn Monroe type of blonde woman that was beautiful by all objective standards, who who thought you know who was a binge eater, who would just you know like what you know just all kinds of triggers. Going to the gym, going to the gym to work out. What happens? She's so much more pretty than me. She's so much more shaped than me. She's so much more this than me, that than me. All this comparing. By the time the person left the gym, she was completely traumatized. Where does mm-hmm. this come from? It comes from early experiences, um, early events. It comes from cultural imprinting, family imprinting. Anyway, you know, like I had another one. I, I don't know. I could go on forever about all different kinds. So go ahead. Well, <laughs> well, and I'm thinking as listeners are hearing you and as they're hearing themselves in your stories or hearing pieces of their experience in the case studies that you share. If somebody Mm -hmm. didn't know anything now, clearly when we're working with deep issues, you want to work with an experienced practitioner. And it feels to me like, although EFT is, is uh, accessible and easy to do and absolutely safe. Mm -hmm. There are some things that you want to be working with a professional for, and there are other things that it's okay to tap on on your own. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think that um, you want to be very, you bring up a really good point. Thank you. You do want to be very careful. Um, And you also want to be careful about what you find online because sometimes um, watching something online can actually trigger you because it's not your own individual thing. It's somebody else's, but it can trigger or bring up your feelings and then you don't know how to resolve them. And then you're kind of not in a great place. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, there's things you can work on, and I would start slow. I would start with stuff like, um, let's see, 
even the little stuff can bring you right to like people who have road rage. I'm just going to make a blanket statement here. <laughs> this is a generalization. But like in Minnesota here, we've got something called Minnesota nice. It's not really nice, but it's like a surface nice. And there's a lot of road rage here. And I think that it's one way where this stoic kind of population that we have up here, road rage is sort of accepted, you know. So it's a repressed rage. So I was going to say you could even like pat. The, so even that can bring, some, can bring you to a place of upset. But yeah, okay, so how could you tap? Tap on mild things. You know, you could tap. You could tap on road rage. You, you maybe you're late. You know, because traffic. You know, you, you can, even though, ah, this I'm. You know, you kind of check in. How frustrated is it that I'm late because of the traffic again? Oh, it's an eight that I'm so frustrated. Or maybe you can't even identify the feeling that you're having, but you know that something's off because you're not at peace. All you need to say is, even though I'm having a feeling. If you don't know that, even though it's I'm late and it's traffic and it doesn't feel good or I feel bad, you don't need to identify your feelings necessarily. Um, I deeply and completely accept myself. So you're at an eight, and then you just pass the point. So that's I would consider a mild thing. Maybe you've got email. You know, if you're like, I mean, I have so many emails. I'm looking for an assistant. I really could use an assistant. Somebody who's really well organized with the back office. Contact me directly at <laughs> kathylynn.com or k-a-t-h-i-l-y-n at gmail.com. And actually, that's a really nice way to reach me, too, anyway. Um, sometimes the website doesn't go through all the way. So, But anyway, um, so maybe you've got a ton of email and you're like, oh, my God, all this email. And you immediately are feeling a wave of stress. That happens to me. I need to tap on that more. Mm-hmm. You can tap on that at work, even though. All this email, I deeply and completely accept myself. So these are more mild things, I'd say. Um, you know, or or um, another thing that y- you could tap on is, like, say, I don't know, like, you bump yourself. I mean, I, I um, it works really good with um, physical symptoms, physical things, especially the kinds of stuff like bumps, bruises, to heal. Um, I, uh, uh, you can tap, you can definitely use it as a first aid. I mean, don't don't not do first aid. Uh, don't get me wrong, but um, let me give you an example for that. Is that all right? Of course. Um, I was boiling a big, like a, I don't know, like a big uh, pan of water. I'm an herbalist or I make a lot of teas. I, and so I had this big thing of water and I was going to pour it into a glass where the tea was. But I don't know, for the first time in my life, I dropped the boiling water pan and it landed on the floor, and I was wearing wolf stockings, and it started to come up my oh. foot. I mean, oh. it was so bad. And they were the smart wolf socks, so mm. you, know, you can't get them off fast. And it was like the, it was just killing me. I was screaming in pain. And um, there was a, my friend was in the other room. Gary was in the other room, and he came running in. What's wrong? I can't do my room. We finally got the sock off, and my, my foot was already turning like, uh, you know, it was all pink red, and I was in such pain I couldn't um, I couldn't speak. So I was just tapping. He's like, "Let's go get give you ice," and I'm like, "Just wait. I'm gonna tap. I'm tapping." Oh, oh, oh it hurts. Moaning in pain. That's all I did, right? Mm-hmm. Then that moaning eased up, and I could feel how deep it was. Oh, it's so deep. You know, I tapped on all these aspects, just like you would tap on an emotional event or a, uh, a bothersome event or a sabotage event or a food thing. I tapped on all those things. And um, it got that the pain got down enough that I was able to communicate in sentences. 
And then I began to say, God, even though I'm so dumb, here's where my beliefs come in, my belief system about this stuff. Even though I'm so stupid, how could I be so stupid to drop this thing, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I tapped on that one. Um, And then another one, because I make a lot of associations. I'm a writer. I'm kind of a poet type person. I'm like, oh, it was on the sole of my foot. My soul is burning. (laughs) This is where I go. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God, I'm burning my soul. And I was also going through menopause. And if you know anything about menopause, it's a lot of hot flashes. (laughs) And I'm like, my soul is burning. You know, you can go right to this crazy place. These are all the fears coming up. Passed on all that. Uh, okay, the pain comes back. It's throbbing now. Oh, it's a pink spot. Oh, my poor foot. I also tapped on my poor foot. Mm. I tapped on how sorry I was for my foot, that it must really hurt. I acknowledged it. I said, the trauma is over now. It's safe now. It's safe to heal. You can go back to normal. I'm asking my immune system to send soothing and cooling. This isn't quite gold standard, but this is what works to me also. And um, by the end of about maybe 20, 25 minutes, and Gary is standing there looking at me open mouth, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? A burn that should have put me in the hospital. Um, it was it was bad. I had like a little pink streak. That's all. And I was totally fine. And I was also scared because I was supposed to be doing a training workshop with EFT the next day. And I thought, I'm not even going to be able to walk. So, yeah, you can use it on like stuff like that, too. Wow. And um, like if you see your child fall or, oh, my God, it's such a great gift for kids. So these are the mild things you can tap on. I wouldn't say you're going to go start with the bad thing that happened when whatever, you know. And also test your own waters. And also if you have a medical diagnosis like a bipolar or um, some kind of thing where there's a history of some kind of emotional, um, you know, diagnosis, you want to check with your um, medical professional first. You really do. You really want to have support around you. I mean, like when I had the fibro, and I started out, and I was with the near death, and I had the baby. My God, you know, I was like in a in an ocean of crazy, honestly. And here I was with this kid. Actually, my son's doing really great, but I mean, it was hard. And um, you really want to gather support around you. And you might think you have it, but I also didn't just do tapping. I I did body work. I did um, I did as much as I could self care for myself in that situation. You got to be really, really kind to yourself when you're doing this. But so, yeah, good question. Yes, you want to really work with a professional. And you don't just want to be intimidated by the professional. You want to talk to them and find out, okay, so have you had situations like this? What did you do? What are the outcomes, you know, et cetera? You know, what's your training? Just get information and then get a sense of it, you know. Um, I offer like a, a kind of an emotional results guarantee because, um, you know, that's what I believe in. I think, you know, I'm not 100% confident. Like, I can't heal you because I'm not the one that's doing the healing. It's a quantum healing. You're doing the healing. But we're accessing the stuff in the process. And sometimes that stuff is really big. Like, people have been raped, you know, and I've worked with um, individuals who have had that experience or who have lost a loved one through murder. This is big stuff, you know. You don't want to be... Um, messing with it. And also if you've got like a really long-term chronic condition, I didn't heal that fibromyalgia overnight. Um, I, I, I don't even want to say I healed it. You know, I was healed over time, you know, but it was all overall, my son, it was from zero to nine years old. That was nine years. And I, and I am done healing by the way. Wow. So it was a lot. Now, I know um, we, we have only just a few minutes left in the program, and I wonder if you can just quickly set up for people who aren't 
familiar with EFT, just kind of set up that script so people have the template for that. Mm-hmm. And I'd love, to, and mm-hmm. maybe you could share just the one point, if you're just going to begin and just tap on one point, where that point is and how to use sure. that script to get some results. Because that's something that listeners could be doing right now. Okay. Um, let me figure out how to do Okay. So I just call it, I just made something up. I call it tapping on training wheels. It's one point tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two different parts to your question, but um, let's just do one point tapping. So um, one point tapping. Do you know, Karen, where that, like, if you, do you know where your collarbone is? You know, like right where a person would tie their tie, a man or a woman would tie their tie, mm-hmm. um, right at the center of your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel around there, you'll see that there's like an indentation, sort of like a little U. Sometimes it's a little fleshy, but you know where it's the two parts of your neck or uh, collarbone are coming together. So um, what you'll want to do is you'll want to go down an inch or so uh, under that bone and then to the right or to the left. It doesn't matter. So you go down an inch and then you go to the right or to the left. And then because uh, some people are perfectionists and they're scared they're not going to get it right, there's no way to get this wrong. I promise you there's no way to get this wrong. Just find this point. It's called the happiness point in traditional Chinese medicine. It's used in Qigong. It's used in a ton of different kinds of uh, healing work and martial arts work. Um, so you tap on this point. You can go ahead and... Are you able to find it, Karen? Oh, sure. Right. Okay. Yep. Why don't you see if you can find it? And then instead of just tapping with like one finger on it, just take all the tips of your fingers um, and tap on both sides of that collarbone point, one inch down and one inch to the right. And I call it also the Tarzan tapping for those of us old enough to remember the Tarzan movie. (laughs) You know, you're banging on your chest there, but you're not really banging. You're just being gentle and you're tapping. If you just tapped on this point for five minutes, your lymph starts to run. Everything starts to move. It's a key point um, in acupuncture as well. So this is what I call one-point tapping. Um, so if we were going to do this, and this is not this is not like gold standard EFT. It's just regular EFT or just a thing I made up to ease people into tapping. So say that you've got a mild upset. I don't know, Karen, think of a mild stress in your life. I can't find the keys to the van. Okay, there you go. So zero can't find the keys to the fan, how much, you know, I don't know if it's frustrating or concerned or what's the... Oh, it's about zero a to seven. A seven, yeah, you probably got to get home to your kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so it's a seven. So just take a deep breath and feel the seven, and we'll just try this as an experiment, and then I'll take it the other way around with you. So okay. we're not even going to... Um, so if I were going to do the regular setup statement, I would say something like, even though... I can't find the keys to the van. I deeply and completely accept myself. It's that simple. Even though I can't find the keys to the van, I deeply and completely accept myself. myself. Yeah, that's all you do. So now what I'd like you to do is just focus in on, can't tap on that point Mm -hmm. while can't find the keys to the van, the concern and the seven and, you know, just everything about that right now. And I guess listeners could just simply pick a very mild little bother, you know, um, and rate it zero to 10 and then just focus in on it. So for me, I'm going to think, I don't know, I'm going to just borrow yours and say, I can't find the keys to the van. Um, Any little mild stress. We're going to tap on that point and we're going to say, 
can't find the keys to the van. It's a seven. I'm frustrated. Concerned. What a pain in the butt. Can't find the keys to the van. I'm such a mess. I'm just making this up, okay? <laughs> um, so disorganized, you know. Such a hassle to get another copy. Oh, boy. I wish it wasn't this way. Just tapping on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and now let's just take a break. I guess we tap maybe for about a minute. Take a breath in. Out. And now, Karen, just thinking about can't find the keys to the van. You have, what, what's the intensity now? Well, I... always. It's about a yeah. three, except that I know that the show's ending, and so now my intensity oh. around the show ending is like a oh. fifty. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna shut up, but um, <laughs> can, can I just make sure that people know that they can reach me at Kathy Lynn K A T H I L Y N dot uh, Kathy Lynn at gmail dot com or EFT Minnesota, and um, there are two free awesome gifts: one's Clearing Clutter Podcast it's really cool um, it's me tapping with someone and then the other one's tapping on the physical it's adapted from my book um, so get in touch with me I offer free consults actually nobody gets to see me until they do do a free consult nice. um, I have classes coming up in the fall tappers groups trainings just all kinds of good stuff oh my gosh look see look how much fun that was thank you so much for being on the show and I really appreciate your I don't I still don't know where the keys are but I feel a lot better about it and it's going to be okay isn't it right. thank you yes. thank yes. you so thank you. much um that's Kathy Lynn Solomon her new book is tapping into wellness you know we just did that little tiny super brief exercise that book is chock full of exercises tons of good stuff not just to get you started on training wheels as we did a little bit today but to go a lot deeper you can find out more about Kathy Lynn and her work at eftminnesota.com. You can also reach her via email, Kathy Lynn, K-A-T-H-I-L-Y-N, at gmail.com. And, of course, if you are interested in what's going on in my world, KarenHager.com is where you want to go for upcoming classes and events. And if you believe, as I do, that there is a quantum field where we all connect, as Kathy Lynn is saying, that there is a kind of river that runs underneath that sustains us all, that brings us all together, no matter what our political views are or our religious views are or how we feel about anything. There's something that holds us all together. And if you believe, as I do, that when we meet in that space, we can pool our energy and make change in the world, then I invite you to check out Open Peaceful Heart, which is a free monthly guided meditation where you can meet me and people from around the world who come together to sit for 15 minutes in a guided meditation for peace, for change, for opening in the world. You can get information and sign up about uh, sign up for that at Open Peaceful heart.com. We meet on the first Sunday of every month. And that's something that started small and is really taking off. That's a chance for you to sit into that quantum field, to tap into what is highest and best for you. And tons more good stuff at karenhager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.